it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Time for your Royal Review, because it is Monday, and y'all know what that means. Um, First off, gotta say, this has been the most enjoyable Monday Night Raw that I have seen in months. I I love this show from top to bottom. Everything about this show was just fantastic. Um, there were twists, there were turns, upsets galore, money in the bank, qualifying matches. <sighs> Nothing makes me happier than when you have an event where you have multiple people in a match and it's for a prize like Money in the Bank, that these spots are not just given, that they must be earned, and they entertain us by having qualifying matches. It just may... The Raw Riders did a wonderful job tonight. Um, So, a little shocked that I said that, but I have to give them major props. They did a great job on this show, uh, and I... uh, very excited to see what ne- next week brings, as well as what SmackDown has to counter this. Uh, this was this was an A show for Monday Night Raw. Uh, I I gotta give it an A. They honestly, like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this show. Three hours actually flew by. So I know I'll give you all a moment to get up off the floor because I know it's a little shocking. I should have warned you. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. I should have made sure you guys were sitting first. But <laughs> let's get into the show itself. So Monday Night Raw kicks off. And the first thing I notice is the Hell in a Cell is still erected and hanging at the top of the Thunderdome. So I'm like, why? What's going on? So after that, we end up having the MVP Lounge 
of course, it's the Almighty Edition uh, with Bobby and MVP and his ladies coming down to the ring. Start talking about the match last night that he had with Lashley. Uh, Lashley had with Drew McIntyre on Sunday, and about how he's looking forward to never having to worry about Drew again. And of course, they go to have a toast. And what happens? We get interrupted by your boys, the New Day. And what do they bring with them? Actual toast. <laughs> I love these boys. I really do. They are fantastic. So, Kofi and Woods start throwing toast into the ring. Um, and then things get a little serious. Where Kofi's basically telling Lashley that, you know, I beat you already. They showed some footage. A little, little, little edited, but sh- 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 it's fine. So, basically, it comes down to Kofi challenging Lashley for the title at Money in the Bank. Lashley accepts. I'm like, oh, sweet. All right. We have our next challenger. It's perfect. However... Lashley uh, says that he wants to send a message to Kofi, so he wants a match with Xavier Woods tonight. And I'm like, okay. Woods gets on the mic and says that's all good and fine. They had some some tense moments um, with both MVP and Lashley talking some major trash, uh, especially about video games. And we all know how... Much that means the Woods. So Woods says, all right, fine. So we'll have our match tonight, but I want it in Hell in a Cell. And I'm like, Wait, what? Wait, I'm, I'm sorry, what? We're going to get a fourth Hell in a Cell match in three nights or in four nights. That's insane. <laughs> Let's go. Bobby agrees. And I'm like, holy shit. This is great. What a main event that's going to be. After that, we moved on to our first of five Money in the Bank qualifying matches. Three for the men, two for the ladies. Oh, it's some good stuff. First match, AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Now, these two have a history with one another. Had some fantastic matches back in the day for the U.S. title. And the difference was that AJ didn't have Omas. Omas tried to get involved towards the towards the end of this match. But the Viking Raiders come down, save the day. They get rid of Omas, throw him through the barricade. This allows Ricochet to get the win. Our first upset of the night. Ricochet qualifying for Money of the Bank. Leaving AJ Styles in ruin. <laughs> so clearly, we're moving towards a Raw Tag Team Championship match at Money in the Bank between the Viking Raiders and AJ and Omas, which is perfect. I'm all for it. Let's go. 
After that, they had an interview in the back with Eva Marie and her, quote-unquote, protege. Now, while they're being interviewed, they ask Eva what her, you know, her protege's name is. And now you can see Piper Niven mouthing Piper Niven to Eva. And Eva is like, what? I'm sorry, what was the name again? And she mouths Piper Niven. And Eva turns and says, her name is now Dewdrop. And I was like, I get it now. I understand. It makes complete and utter sense. Yes, when we all first heard the name, we all panicked because we're like, "Why? Why would they do this? Why? Why would they do this to her?" Piper Niven's a uh, you know, household name in NXT UK and in the Indies and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, because you know, if you look at it, <laughs> it's a terrible name, plain and simple. But since this came from Eva, this means one of two things. One, it's an instant way to put heat on Eva once we go back on the road. And two, it instantly makes Piper Niven a face once she turns on Eva. And she'll obviously, I'm hoping, get her name back. And it'll be a way to, you know, send Piper off into... You know the stratosphere. So I was like, "Oh, okay. This is this is perfect. I understand it now. I get it. Yes, the name is dumb, but that's fine because now they have a reason why they did it." So I'm like, "Oh, okay, good. All right, I can work with this." <laughs> After that, we had ourselves our second qualifying match. It was a tag team match in the women's division. It was Naomi and Asuka taking on Eva Marie and Dewdrop. <laughs> uh, the winners of this match would qualify, both members of the winning team would qualify for the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Now, a little bit of lazy booking for the women's side? Yes. Still a qualifying match? Yes. I'll take it. Good match. Uh, Eva did not want to get in the ring for a while, which is great. Um, playing up the heel thing, she'd start the match, and then she'd run and tag in her partner, and Dewdrop would have to come in and pretty much take out both Naomi and Asuka. Got to the point where... Uh, I want to call on her Piper, but... <laughs> Dewdrop had the advantage getting ready to go for uh, a big move off the ropes, and Eva tags in. Tries to get an easy pin. Naomi kicks out. And then Eva, afraid to now have to actually fight, goes for a tag to Dewdrop, and Dewdrop just kind of looks at her and goes, nope, and gets off the ring, off the apron. <laughs> Already turning slightly on Eva. And causing Eva to get rolled up and get pinned. So Naomi and Asuka, the first two women to qualify for their Money in the Bank ladder match. Perfect. No offense, but Eva nor Piper, Dewdrop, need to be in Money in the Bank yet. They both just, well, Eva just came back. 
And obviously, they're doing what they're doing with Dude Drop, so there's no need to rush this stuff. After that, we had Adam Pierce, somebody to villain in the ring, and they wanted to speak with the Royal Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley, after what had happened last week, or I should say last night, or should I say Sunday, with the intentional disqualification. Rhea basically saying, doesn't matter. Charlotte would have done the same thing, and you guys wouldn't have cared. So Rhea playing a little bit of the victim here, which is whatever. It's fine. So Charlotte then comes out and actually says that she's proud of Rhea for what she did. And that makes her, you know, a, a technical thinking, you know, she's coming up, you know, to be close to being on, you know, close to being somewhere within the same area as Charlotte, but Charlotte's still the queen, and, you know, that's that. Um, Charlotte basically doesn't have to demand a rematch, but essentially it's given to her, so Rhea and Charlotte will have yet another title match at Money in the Bank. Kind of kind of all saw this coming. It'd be nice, though, to see it in front of, in front of the crowd. So, we'll go from there. After that, we had yet another qualifying match in the men's division. It was Randy Orton taking on John Morrison with The Miz. Now, earlier in the evening, Randy was very cold to Riddle. It wasn't his normal annoyed self. He was extra upset about things. So... Riddle did not go out with him to the ring. Match was pretty good between Randy and, and John Morrison. Um, at one point, Miz uses his Miz stick or whatever the hell he calls it and sprays Randy in the face, which was pretty hysterical. Riddle then decided to come from the back with his scooter and chase Miz around the ring in a very low-speed chase. Uh, this, unfortunately, caused Randy to become distracted. Morrison was able to take advantage, and we had upset number two, John Morrison, qualifying for Money in the Bank, leaving Randy not very happy. But me, absolutely Oh, I could not <laughs> could not tell you the amount of joy that I had. Especially because I got to have some fun with my guys over at Know the Ropes. All of, if any of you have been paying attention, either on Twitter or through these podcasts, the two of us like to have a little bit of fun. Um, so anytime Randy fails at something or he gets screwed out of something, it's a good time, for me at least. But <laughs> um, after that, uh, actually I should say, during this match, before Randy lost, there was a moment where Randy does this pretty much every match. He takes his opponent, does this 
you know, standing back body drop or standing, sorry, side suplex throws his opponent onto the uh, commentary table. Now, after the fiasco that happened last night with Rhea, on Sunday with Rhea in Charlotte, that being a DQ, my entire timeline turned in, why wasn't Randy disqualified for this? Blah, blah. And it was just, I love it. See, the fans, they know that when something looks odd or off, they're going to have feelings about it, and they're going to let you know. So everybody being unified by this was just the greatest thing ever. (laughs) After that, we had ourselves another women's tag match for the final two participants on the Raw side for their Money in the Bank ladder match. Now, Miss Bliss got herself some new music. Uh, I am a fan. I like what they're doing with it. Um, I'm glad that they finally dropped the Playhouse theme that she had had because, unfor- you know, because fair is fair. That's Bray's. Stop it. But the shocker of the night, at least for me, and a lot of people were not happy about this. I was just more taken aback at first, but afterwards, I fell in love with this real quick. So after Miss Bliss was in the ring, they did her her uh, entrance and whatnot. It went to the back, and we see Nikki Cross, but she's wearing a blue mask, like like a superhero's blue mask. And I'm like, what? But it's just her face. Like all you see is like the top, like from her like her chin up. Like you don't see anything else. And she's talking about how, you know, she's acknowledged her shortcomings in life. And she, you know, says it doesn't matter. She's not going to be defined by them. And she's going to, you know, she's going to do great things and et cetera, et cetera. Then the camera pans out and she is in a super suit. I tell you, my jaw hit the floor. I couldn't believe it. Now, for those of you who have followed Nikki Cross's career since she came to NXT, the woman was batshit crazy (laughs) in the beginning, and we loved her for it. Now she's a superhero. She's done a complete 180, and I love it. I'm not going to lie. I saw later on that Killian Dane had made a post that Nikki had an idea, And she brought it to life. So this is 100% her idea. And that makes me love it even more. That the fact that they didn't throw this on her. She came up with this idea. So she's running with it. Honestly, if anybody could make this work with the amount of energy that she puts into it, Nikki Cross is certainly the person who can do it. I think it's, I thought it was fantastic. So it was Miss Bliss and Nikki Cross taking on Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Miss Bliss doing her hypnotic thing, um, almost causing Reginald to slap Nia at one point, causing distractions all around, which caused Nikki Cross to pin Shayna and allow. Miss Bliss and Nikki Cross to qualify for 
the Money in the Bank ladder match. So Nikki Cross's hot streak continues. Her new persona is outstanding. She got new music as well, which thank God, because her old music was woof. <laughs> but not going to lie, I was uh, I was pretty impressed with uh, Bliss Cross Applesauce version 2.0. Obviously, it's not going to stick, but the fact that it worked out, it was great. I kind of hope that at some point, Miss Bliss is able to try to corrupt Nikki, turn her into a supervillain. I think that would be great, but that's neither here nor there. We'll we'll see what happens after that. <laughs> we then moved on to our final qualifying match of the night for the men's side. It was Riddle versus Drew McIntyre. Less than twenty four hours after the brutal, brutal Hell in a Cell match that Drew went through. There was uh, a bit of an argument in the back uh, between uh, Jinder Mahal, Cedric Alexander, um, Jeff Hardy, um, with um, Adam Pierce and Sonia coming in to break it up. Jinder making some great points, stating that you know he's a former WWE champion. Um, Sheamus is also there as well. Um, obviously with Jeff Hardy as well being a former WWE champion, they feel like they've been, you know, disrespected because they weren't even thought of when it came to Money in the Bank. Um, And uh, Jinder made a pretty much a veiled threat stating that if a competitor that qualifies for Money in the Bank is unable to make it to Money in the Bank, that they would consider gender to be an alternate. Cedric was also like, it's a pretty good idea. So it wouldn't surprise me if one of the four competitors on the raw side gets attacked by either gender or Cedric, and they end up taking their spot. So we'll see. It's a nice little underlying backstory theme. Um, so I like it. We'll see what happens with that. Like I said, raw firing on all cylinders tonight. Everything going right. Loved it. So, the match with Riddle and Drew McIntyre, banger, really was good. Randy shows up towards the end, just stays up by uh, the, the top of the ramp. And I'll be damned. Matt Riddle. Got the win. Another upset. Every match for this qualifying as would technically be an upset because major former champions getting beaten by other stars that, if you think about it, are the ones that really should be going for money in the bank. We don't need, you really don't need former champions or former multi-time champions to be going for this title. They're already in that upper echelon. So you need those workhorses to go for this money in the bank. So one of them can be elevated to being, you know, the next possible champion. Uh, They said tonight, I believe it's an 80% success rate for money in the bank, which is great. There's only been a few that have not actually successfully worked, and that's fine. Um, I believe they were Cena, 
uh, Damian Sandow, Baron Corbin. I believe those might be the only three. If I'm missing one, please let me know. But I'm pretty sure it was just those three. After that, we went to our main event of the evening, the Hell in a Cell match between Xavier Woods and the almighty WWE champion Bobby Lashley. This match was as brutal as I expected it to be. It actually was way better than SmackDown's. Not as good as two on Hell in a Cell. Again, the the commercial breaks really kind of killed the momentum for me. It It was pretty good to get it back, but still... I, I hate the fact that they couldn't even do picture-in-picture. Picture. Well, whatever. That's I guess that's my only gripe with the show, is that they, they should have they should have um, kept that action going. But whatever. Um, unfortunately, the match ends ex- uh, like you thought it would. Um, Woods got in plenty of offense. He looked real strong. Hit his, hit his finisher on Bobby Lashley while Lashley was laying on a table. Um, that springboard off the top rope when he takes a few steps in and then dives the elbow drop. It's Yeah, I love that move that when he does that. It's just outstanding. Woods is a star. You know, outside, he's already made man outside of WWE, but inside, in those in between those, those ropes, the man's a star. Like he said, he's a former 11-time tag team champion. The man deserves to have at least one run, with, at least one run with some singles title. It could be a U.S. title. It could be hell. Hopefully, one day he becomes WWE or Universal um, Champion. Will it happen? I don't know. I believe he should at least have a mid card run at some point in his career before he hangs it up. He deserves it. He's busted his ass for it, and it's time. I truly believe that. Uh, also, I hope this is the King of the Ring. I've been saying this for weeks now, and I want this to continue. Woods for King of the Ring. I know Shinsuke just had it now on, on SmackDown, but we need to have an actual tournament to defend it. <sighs> so we'll leave it with that. <laughs> but Lashley gets the win with the spear and the hurt lock. Woods immediately taps out. Everything seems to be fine. And then, unfortunately, when they go to unlock the door... MVP gets in, pushes the ref out of the way, locks the door, and then Lashley continues his attack on Xavier Woods with Kofi Kingston on the outside, not able to do a damn thing. And the show ends essentially with Woods trapped in the hurt lock, his face pressed up against the the cage with Kofi screaming at Bobby to let him go. Match is over. You you know you shouldn't blah blah blah. You know you don't do this, et cetera, et cetera. And it's it's going to turn into a war at Money in the Bank um, between Kofi and Bobby. So I'm looking forward to that. I know we still got plenty of time. I believe it's still a month out, and that's fine. Plenty of time to build. Uh, gives uh, a lot of chances. Uh, this also announced for next week that uh, Elias and Riker will be in a strap match. Those are always fun. As well as a last chance triple threat match to qualify for Money in the Bank. It was the three unfortunate losing competitors, AJ Styles, um, Randy Orton, and Drew McIntyre. 
have a triple threat match next week. The winner of that will qualify as the fourth and final member of the Raw side of Money in the Bank. Now, what SmackDown does to counter this this Friday and going forward, we'll see. Uh, I do expect there to be at least a few qualifying matches. I'm hoping so anyways. Even though, like I said, there's still some time to go, so maybe they won't fire the trigger. We'll see. You know, who knows? But like I said, this was probably the best the best Raw that I have watched in months. Strong A, I give it a 94. few things that, you know, almost made it perfect, but I really loved it. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Truly appreciate you. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at media underscore Bedlam. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube as Bedlam Media. You can find us on basically every podcasting platform out there. If we're not on one that you listen to, please let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one-stop shopping. And, hey, who doesn't love a little extra Bedlam in their day? You can also find me pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream. And, guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate you. We'll be back for our Raw review. I'm sorry, our SmackDown study uh, on Saturday. Uh, We'll be live tweeting NXT, live tweeting Impact, uh, and then uh, Saturday Night Dynamite. Uh, Sam and I will be doing our Above the Ring episode immediately following that, which will come out on Sunday. And SmackDown study will be coming out on Saturday. So plenty of time to catch up on everything that happened this past weekend. I know we've been pumping out a lot of inf- a lot of content yet again, and we appreciate you guys for, for listening and letting us know how you guys feel about the episodes. But once again, thank you guys. Truly appreciate you. Most importantly, please do not forget to join the Bedlam. Have a wonderful evening. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.